3: This is the John Fuglesang Podcast.
4: This is Sirius XM Progress. I'm John Fuglesang. Welcome to Tell Me Everything. Bringing good trouble to the right wing bubble here on Sirius XM Progress 127. So glad to be with you this evening. Chris Houseltz, our amazing executive producer, keeping this train on the tracks out of the South Carolina Bureau. The mighty and brilliant Thea Harper. Producing from Brooklyn, I come to you from Manhattan. It is great to be with you for the next three hours. We're coming at you with a broad array of guests. And our number will be 866-997-4748. There is so much to get to, so much to cover, so much to discuss. 866-997-GRIT is our number. There's so much going on in the world today. And let's do a show. Uh, Donald Trump's former CFO, Alan Weisselberg, testified today under oath in Donald Trump's civil fraud trial that he knew Trump's apartment size was illegally inflated in order for Trump to commit fraud. In other words, Trump lies about size, and even the help knows it. Dr. Tracy Pearson is a legal analyst and consultant you've seen on TV and radio and podcasts, and she's been in Forbes and Fast Company and the New York Post and Cheddar News and News Nation. We are really gifted to have her join us. Dr. Tracy, I look forward to seeing you in person in L.A. next week, but welcome back. It's good to have you.
1: I am very much looking forward to seeing you in person uh, in L.A., and I am always happy to be here with you because it is the highlight of my week.
4: Oh, God, please don't say that. But uh, you can say it to your (laughs) husband. He he deserves to hear that. Um, Hey, Tracy, this has been a really, really painful week. I have tried to keep a good humor about it. Um, It's been a week when we've seen so much human suffering and it keeps bringing me back to the immediate days after 9-11, when I was struck with terror that the worst people in the world were going to capitalize on chaos. I see it happening all over. I see evil people who want Donald Trump reelected because chaos serves their selfish needs. Um, And then I also see wonderful people. I've been so impressed at how many Americans get it and realize that, You don't have to support the Israeli civil civilian government to care about the Israeli people. And you don't have to support Hamas to care about the Palestinian people. I'm trying to keep the balance because there are a lot of Americans, including yourself, trying to cut through all these lies and disinformation. How has the week been for you, doctor?
1: It has been a week full of um, so far being fatigued intellectually. Um, I think you know a lot about me in, in that I like to teach people stuff. I like to explain things. And I feel like if I can explain things, then I can make people understand and possibly change their perspective um, or at least understand my perspective. And I have been fighting the good fight on on Twitter, and it is exhausting trying to to change people's perspectives or or get them to see a different perspective. I think that that there's a, again, there's a lot of dif- disinformation out there, but it's also a fact of when I push back on on this this perspective that that folks have about how how the the, the seemingly proposed action of leveling Gaza is justified. Um, yeah when i push back on what the consequences of that for the the individual human beings in in palestine that are um that are not hamas yeah they don't like that well that and, means
4: that means you're hitler and that, means you're, like hitler and that means you're hitler and hate all the jews yeah exactly
1: no well and that's the response but they don't they don't like having to reckon with that that has sure. been my perspective because it is you know there are people there who are not Hamas? Hamas will slit your throat if you disagree with them or speak out against them. These folks are are these, the the average citizen in in Palestine, is is uh, being in essence held hostage by Israel because they can't leave, they can't get anything in, they can't go into Israel if, unless you have a, a permit to work,
4: um, right. and
1: and Hamas themselves are are they are a terrorist organization. They are like ISIL. They are like the Taliban. And they have tried to impose uh, restrictions on women there. They've tried to fight against it. The folks that live there have tried to fight against it. They've um, they they are are very much terrorists in every sense. And uh, it is it is something that that people don't want to reckon with. That that these people are there are going to be victims there too. And and yeah. as much as Hamas had done a terrible, 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 horrible, awful, horrific thing, and I don't support them. There are, are babies in the NICUs at the hospital in Gaza that mm-hmm. don't have electricity running their incubators and the things that they yeah. need for life saving, And they're going to die, too.
4: Yeah. I mean, it's 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 so easy for me to say, hey, uh, I hate Hamas. I think Netanyahu is a thug and a crook and the people of Israel and the people of Palestine deserve to live in peace and security and with control of their own borders and however many cops it takes to make sure everyone pays attention. But, you know, I just I have so much faith in young people being the generation to finally come up and say, no, this has been happening for 70 years. I mean, this destructive terrorism and violence has to stop. And I know it's hard because the media of all countries don't cover all sides of it, but I want to believe that I want to believe that people will be sick of war and violence after this.
1: But when they do cover both sides, like I've been watching the MSNBC channel for for this coverage. And there are three um, reporters on that channel who are Muslim and um, they are providing a counterbalance to to sort of this pro-Israel. They're
4: great. They're great.
1: And. And and MSNBC is getting hit for it. And they're saying, you know, that 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 they aren't covering it properly. In other words, viewers are saying that. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. I mean, there there are it is such a complex issue. I mean, I think I posted a picture online when I don't understand something I read. So I'm getting books from both sides, trying to understand the whole thing, because that's the only way that I can I can deal with things like this is to try to educate myself so I can educate others.
4: Right. Of course. Of course. It's look, it's been horrible. And the worst thing about it, um, one of the worst things about it here is that Donald Trump is seriously trying to capitalize off this. (sighs) I've been knocking down lies all day about the six billion dollars lies all day about, you know, Joe Biden, his role in all of it. We do have a clip, by the way, of the the worst thing Donald Trump has said. All week, I think I think, oh, I think we can call it. But I want to play this for you. Can I can I play you something? It's, it's really special. This is dedicated to all the people out there who still pretend you can follow Jesus and Donald Trump. Chris, was this earlier today? He made these remarks. It's it's really special. You got to yeah. listen all listen all the way to the end here. Here is um, the leader of uh, the American Taliban, Donald Trump.
5: <laughs> Instead of keeping terrorists and terrorist sympathizers out of America, the Biden administration is inviting them in. You know why? Because he's got a boss. Who's his boss? Barack Hussein Obama. Barack Hussein. Barack Hussein Obama. Remember the great Rush Limbaugh? Barack Hussein
6: Obama. he go, Barack Hussein Obama. Hello, Lee. Unbelievably, the corrupt Biden Department of Justice recently
5: invited an Iranian-backed judge from Iraq to visit our nation's capital. Isn't that nice? He couldn't have been too impressed with our capital. It looks like shit. (laughs) No, have you seen?
4: That is the spiritual leader of millions of fake Christians in this country. And I got to say, it made me long for the intellectual rigor and measured Uh, speech of Donald Trump in 2016. Uh, He finally succeeded in making himself look like Lincoln, Tracy. That's that's why I want this to be the guy Joe Biden faces, because Joe Biden could be in a wheelchair drooling and beat that guy.
1: He absolutely could. I think that that Donald Trump is probably going to be in a wheelchair drooling. He's looking bad and he's sounding worse. And and, you know, I didn't think he could top his hummus comments uh from yeah. yesterday i mean i hate he it hamas hamas hummus. Me yeah, we, we,
4: we, we didn't play that clip but yes he called hamas hummus of course. Uh,
1: repeatedly uh you yes. know um but but the fact that 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 he believes that that uh, barack obama is is running the white house to me is 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 just hilarious like he he can't he doesn't have any new tricks so he's got to go back to the old tricks which are uh, he's, trying he's, to drum up the hate for for barack obama
4: He's got to go back to tricks from 2008 with the Hussein. I mean, really breaking news. Like, can this guy hire writers for new material? I don't understand. (laughs) Stephen Miller's asleep on the job. But, you know, it's going to be like this, Tracy. It's going to be ugly. And it's going to be the, the they're going to flood the zone with lies and negativity and disinformation and racism and bigotry. Donald Trump's back to calling for a full ban on Muslims entering the country all over again. And it's going to take people like you and, and, and our listeners and all the good people in broadcasting and journalism and podcasting and, and and just plain ordinary people to stand up, walk through the bullshit and remember that if there is high voter turnout next year, Democrats win. If there's low voter turnout, we get Trump again. It's that simple.
1: It is. And it, these polls are bullshit. Uh, when you read the, uh, the protocol for the, the polls, when you read the. The methodology for how they conduct them another one came out today that that was skewed and when you read the methodology it's 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 absolutely clear it's residential uh, landlines it is yeah, you know um, a thank you very particular types of of um, uh, demographics and they get it from no, two different a- programs and uh, white programs people that- who
4: answer landline phones during dinner hours
1: Exactly. These are the people who, who are diehard conservatives that are unwilling to learn. And so <laughs> that's the that's the unfortunate fact. And so they're going to be up to a rude awakening on Election Day when there is a trouncing by the Democratic Party.
4: Correct, Mundo. Yeah, uh, let's hope. I mean, it seems impossible to believe with all the chaos in the House, and I want to talk with you about that as well. Let's get some of our listeners in here. Uh, Bill in New Jersey, you've been on hold forever. Welcome. You're on with Dr. Tracy Pearson. Good evening to you, sir. How are you?
1: Hi, Bill. I'm pretty good,
3: thank you. Hey, you know, uh, I guess you would know why uh, Jefferson hated political parties, and he crapped his pants when the Federalists came out, you know, that it would read to factionalism and— yeah. um, And Hamas is a political party. I'm not going to compare it to the Republican political party, but that's just what they are. And... Oh, I
4: think you can compare them to Republicans. They make a lot of promises to their base that they don't intend to fulfill. They don't actually succeed in keeping their base safe. They succeed in keeping their base angry and scared and dependent on them, which is exactly what Netanyahu does. We've had 20 years of Netanyahu saying, I alone can keep Israel safe, and we've seen how much that means. I mean, they said that George Bush kept us safe after 9-11. Right.
3: I think the right thing to do is on the Egyptian side of the border have the u.n the u.s um red cross whatever build giant shelters for these people to be uh moved while this war is going on into a safe place yeah it's not great to have uh, refugee camps we know we all know that but it's better to stay alive than to
4: have to do that with it. is what the the biden administration is working right now trying to work and so is the government of egypt to have a green card or to allow people to leave but they They can't leave. Netanyahu's telling them to leave and they can't leave. And entire families are being wiped out and no one cares about it yet. But Netanyahu is going to do just what Bush did and burn up all the goodwill his nation is receiving after a horrible terrorist attack.
1: Well, well, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, go ahead, uh, Bill. I just say
3: I just going to say Netanyahu's days are numbered. I I don't think he's going to survive this because
4: it's just too outrageous. I don't know. It seems like he's using this. It seems like he's using this to survive his corruption. He's he's been trying to to to, to like nuke the entire judiciary to keep himself out of jail, and this this just bought himself more time. And he's going to exploit it as much as he can,
3: as much time as the war will allow.
4: Mostly, excuse me, Tracy. What did you want to say, please?
1: No, I I agree with you. I think that they should open the Egyptian side and and, uh, allow them through that that one land bridge that that the um, Israelis don't control. The problem, of course, is that the Egyptians have historically said, no, we're not going to to do this because uh, this is Israel's problem they have created this problem the other problem is of course that the palestinians are they don't want to leave their homes they, they've done this mm-hmm. before and and yep. they leave their homes they know they're not going to get to go well, back and so it's one of those things where it's like the people in florida they don't want to evacuate their homes but the hurricane is coming and what are you going to do
3: yeah. right but originally it was Eta's problem because before the six-day war uh, uh palestinian territories uh, and the, the Sinai Peninsula belonged to Egypt. And then uh, Israel only seized those territories to bargain for peace. And when it came to the Palestinian territories, the Egyptians said, nah, you can keep them. And so the U.N. set, set them up as a sort of a separate state with the uh, Israel to be the police for them. And then yeah. in 2005, the Israelis pulled their police out and said, you're all on your own. And uh, that's when uh, Hamas moved in. and
1: uh, No, the Israelis that can go in at will. The military goes in and out of, of the Gaza Strip at will, and has, they've mm-hmm. had a lot of skirmishes. And, and some of these skirmishes mm-hmm. I, preceded recently the, the latest mm-hmm. attack by Hamas. And so yeah. there's, there's been a lot of no, things going right. back and forth between them.
3: You're, you're right. I mean, you, there's always a rocket attack, and then they have to go in heavy-handedly and squash it, and it goes nowhere, and there's no, no talks. The, um, the Hamas, though, has to be beaten back, and the people have to control their country, and we have to do all we can to give the people of Palestine breathing room. To understand their situation and to do the right thing and i think
4: they understand uh, their situation i think they understand their well, situation I mean, I, and i and i don't i reject that the people of palestine all support hamas i've heard a lot of right-wing people saying they elected him they elected him and you know what i say to these people right. tracy i say okay does joe biden represent you he's the leader he's the controlling authority here so you know that well, I mean, well, it's easy to understand why a lot of people in palestine are desperate and we'll we'll turn to anyone who promises them something because Mahmoud Abbas sure didn't pull it off. But uh, I, I clearly this this will probably I don't know what's going to happen if this will spell the end of Hamas or if this will create a new generation of enraged terrorists. Go ahead, Bill.
3: Right. Well, cor- corrupt parties like the Republicans. It's not just as it's a party. It's a corrupt one. Behave like gangs and yeah. have that sort of uh, flavor to them. And You're uh, right. A gang to a cult. What's the difference, you
4: know? Bill, thank you so very much for the call. I really appreciate hearing from you. 866-997-4748. Tracy, you've been uh, writing a lot about what is and isn't anti-Semitism. And I think that's a very interesting topic because it turns out, you know, criticizing the civilian government of Israel doesn't mean you hate Jews any more than criticizing an American president means you hate Americans.
1: Yeah, I've been uh, really overwhelmed by some of what I would call hyperbole that people are using. I woke up this morning to somebody who follows me and I followed this person back saying that um, everybody is anti-Semitic. And and it's as if you don't fall lockstep in in line with with the views that are being held by some of of the Mm -hmm. Jewish people out there that you are anti-Semitic. Um, there are Jewish people that, that don't support Zionism. there are Jewish people that do. There are um, you know Jewish people that are Orthodox. there are people who, who aren't even they're just they're Jewish but they don't practice. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so this idea that an entire religion um, has, has the same viewpoint about everything is is just r- ridiculous. Exactly. Um, and, and so you I can support, israeli people because israel was attacked there are lots of different kinds of people in israel not just jews they are the majority but there are christians there are muslims and and so i don't know who was attacked at that concert i can tell you that 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 they probably can't figure it out by looking at them so it is yeah and i'll um, bet a lot of
4: i bet there's a lot of young people killed at that concert who sympathized with palestine and protested the israeli government i bet there were a ton of them
1: Absolutely. And so um, I think that there that that I can support Israeli people. I don't have to support Netanyahu. I can support Palestinian people who are not uh, members of Hamas or supporters of Hamas. And I can be afraid for both of these groups and I can do it simultaneously. And I can hope that somebody can prevail on Netanyahu to not violate the rules of war. Um, Who, who, you know, Biden is trying. He has mentioned it in every press conference since this happened, um, that the rules of war are required. Um, And also that 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 they find a non-military reaction to this that doesn't that doesn't level Gaza and become make it turn into basically a parking lot that they seize for their own purposes.
4: Amen. Amen. Let me go to the phones again. Richie in L.A., you've been on hold for a very long time. Thank you for your patience.
7: Hi, uh, thank you, Chris. Hi, Tracy, and hi, John. Hi. Now, what what gets me about all this? I understand what that Joe Joe Biden has to support Israel, and I support Israel too. Except not, like you said, not Netanyahu. But what about the Palestinians' right to defend themselves? And what about all the war crimes committed by the settlers and the IDF members every day? There's a, you know, there's been a Palestinian killed every day up until. Is assault by Hamas, you know? Yeah,
4: yeah. You and that's not covered that, in that our news.
7: That Net, yeah, that you mentioned that Netanyahu puts all this money into Hamas, but almost nobody else does. You know, they, everybody wants to hold Hamas to account. This never happens when Israelis do this to Palestinians. It's never maybe on Democracy Now. That's how I. That's where I hear it. But you never no, hear it mentioned resource. in quote unquote mainstream media.
4: You're they're, right. They're,
1: yeah, I've read it in a lot of articles that they, there have been lots and lots of skirmishes and, and the military comes in at will. There's They've shot people in, in mosques. They've, uh, you know, they've killed lots of folks over in, in Palestine in response to things that have been done to them. And it's like, you know, how do you get to the, the when you're driving down the highway and you're trying to figure out which idiot at the very beginning is holding up traffic. This is what it feels uh, like to me is that that I am trying to figure out going all the way back. You know which person was responsible for the first shot, and and it, we're talking way back, right? And 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 yeah. it's it's so many times this has happened, and it's like at some point somebody needs to be the adult in the room and say, okay, wait a minute, there has got to be a different way of doing this, and and recognize, you know, I hear all the time that that Jewish lives are worth less. I I'm going to argue the opposite side of that for just a moment. Nobody call me anti-Semitic for doing so. What about the Palestinian lives that that nobody wants to talk about?
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you're a Jew hater. I agree. Um, No, 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 (laughs) no, not at all. Um, um, I I do want to ask you about the Speaker of the House situation as well, because there's chaos at home uh, in a much milder form. Let me just really quick go to Mitchell in New Jersey. Mitchell, thank you for being so patient on hold. You're on progress.
6: Hey, John. uh, Excellent show tonight. Um, Thank you, sir. uh, I I haven't listened to your broadcast very often, uh, but... uh, very impressed with your. Thank you. I'm so grateful. I've been, been reflecting on the Israeli really con- conflict, and um, uh, when I was 15 years old in 1972, I spent a summer on a kibbutz in, uh, near Haifa, and then uh-huh. the following year, I was in one in the Golan Heights, and I was just remember feeling. Not religious at all, very secular, but also uh, feeling somewhat Zionistic in terms of pride, and that I wanted to be a part of the country and and live that way. And I, you know, over time, my thoughts have changed, and my son actually became a uh, a MIDI scholar and he worked in the State Department. He was a in Jordan, He was working for uh, an NGO and also in Israel and, um, in uh, Saudi Arabia too. And,
4: uh-huh.
6: you know, we had many discussions about, uh, what it was like there. And I came to visit him when he was working over in Jordan, uh, before the state department. And, uh, he took, we, we went into Israel to the Allenby bridge and, uh, he took us for a ride all around the West Bank, and I, you know, got to see settlers—not uh, settlers, the uh, Palestinians—you right. know, lined oh. up by Israeli uh, security forces, and I got wow. to see uh, people living in squalor. Uh, yeah. While I would see on uh, the other side of my uh, my eye, I see people uh, Israeli settlements, and you, you see the disparity. Uh, yeah, I I, I, move- I I don't know.
4: Go ahead, we got to hit a break. Go ahead, I'll let you wrap it up, Mitchell.
6: Okay. I don't know what the answer is, but uh, I I do think that uh, what your first guest said about the war, uh, violence is just not the solution.
4: Amen. I appreciate your humanity, Mitchell. Thank you for calling us. We'll be right back in just a moment. This is Progress.
0: Freaker, or wherever you get your podcasts on. Because you know I love it when you do.
4: Tom John Fuglesek. What a day this is. We are at 866-997-4748. Let's get to some of your calls. Let's go, if we may, to Brian in Oregon. Brian, thank you for waiting on hold. You're on progress.
9: Hi, John. Um, John, I got... Um uh, the ghastly stuff in in Israel and all the inhumane evilness. I, uh, uh, I'll talk. I'll confront that later. But I'm thinking okay. it also it's, it also is uh, a warning. I think for this country and for um, what I'm seeing or not seeing. Because um, I called Tim Scott's office the other day and J D Vance after they're like shouting this stuff about Biden and the,
4: uh, yeah, six, the 6 billion, billion. And the Iranian. Yeah.
9: And that was also a Trump policy that, that Biden was just doing uh, That's right. as well, as uh, what I'd heard too, after that. But I okay. think they I, I, <laughs> these assholes are uh, condemning this attack on Israel while they're fomenting from, from and not condemning anti-Semitic Trump trolls and yeah. uh, Elon Musk's anti Semitic BS yeah. and the evilness that, that these people are supporting, and then now they're coming out as great friends of Israel, is just, to me, it's so obscene. And uh, yeah. I, it just is it's, just, it's hard to fathom.
4: Correct. Well, you know, again, I don't think Elon Musk has any spiritual beliefs. Maybe he does. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Elon Musk believes in himself and his own prophet. Elon Musk is, you know, a deeply insecure man who uh, is trying to be popular. I think he's the only billionaire who wants to grow up and be Joe Rogan one day and be lord of the dude bros. So he's willing to take horrible people to suck up to him. He'll make them feel special in exchange for praise. And it's never going to be enough for him. He's just like Trump. All the praise in the world from men he doesn't respect will never improve his self-esteem. But that's where it's at. That's what's going on. But, so I yeah. don't think they have, I don't think it's about morality at all. And I think he, Elon probably thinks he's a very moral cat. But, well, you know, I, they, he, they I, don't mind spreading the anti-Semitism because Elon says that's free speech. Never mind the fact that, um, you, you know, free speech is great, but... Why would you want to create a place where bigots can come and be bigots and you defend it by calling it free speech because you hope to make a buck off it? It's just it stinks.
9: It, it well and just, uh, I, the idea that that guy is amor- is uh, uh moral is is just if he was moral he wouldn't uh foment and pres and uh exacerbate all that stuff. Yeah. All the hate, all the Vitriol I agree. And, uh, it's just as obscene. I think personally. I think everybody who is uh, supports Jewish people, not necessarily Israel government, but Jewish people, should uh, put their Twitter accounts aside and, and fuck that asshole.
4: I just don't understand that. I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to tell people to leave Twitter. You know, like, I, I, I if people want to stay on Twitter and fight, I, I get it. That's why people stay in America and fight. I don't think you should let the racists and the anti-Semites and the homophobes drive you out of a, of a public venue. Uh, I think you should stay there and be a counterbalance to it. But people got to do what's right for them. If people drop their Twitter, I get it. Um, I don't think I'm going to do it, but I, I understand anybody who will. I've lost... Oh, God, about 27,000 followers since uh, Elon took over a year ago. So people are leaving, you know. But well, at the end I of the day, I, I don't think they actually care about the Jewish people. I think a lot of these evangelicals don't care about the Jewish people. They care about their uh, rapture fan fiction. They need Israel around so God can destroy those Jews when the tribulations well, come.
9: And, and maybe that's why uh, there's so many in this country applauding what, what the fucking uh, Hamas has done. It Who's applauding
4: what I'm sorry, who, who is applauding what Hamas well, has done? I keep reading about, this.
9: I mean, I've heard some stories uh, about the uh, anti-Semitic... Uh, uh, Outside of various synagogues, outside
4: of all. Yeah, but I, I, keep, I keep hearing all this, but it's like you know, you, you stand up for the the lives and dignity of the Palestinian people, and right away they're saying that you support this thing. I, I I say this with all earnestness. I'm looking for one public figure who's come out and said they support what Hamas did, because I read about it all day from people who don't give a rat's ass about Jews on social media, but I'm not really seeing any names attached to these things, you know. Uh, and and yeah. I think the the, the uh, American Jews don't support Netanyahu. American Jews love Israel, but they generally vote Democratic, which I respect very much. Donald Trump can't stop berating American Jews and saying horribly offensive things because they don't vote the way he'd like because, let's just say, they can recognize an authoritarian bullshitter better than a lot of Gentiles can.
9: Yeah, well, I just... I, I, I agree with that, and I think, too, that... Well, it's a much deeper and longer discussion, but I think there's got to be a... a somebody to instigate and and, uh, moderate a discussion between the Sunni Shiites and, and, I mean, the the Muslim Sunnis and the Shiites and the Sufis to some kind of a work out a peace between all those people.
4: I mean, it would be great to see, but we can't even work out our warring factions in this country. (laughs) We can't even put aside our divisions here.
9: I know, but it's it doesn't mean it can't shouldn't be tried, and yeah. uh, there's a lot of imams around of both all three sects, or whatever you want to call them, um, and then I think there's got to be, because I don't necessarily think it's, it's not really a religious thing, I think it's it's much more of a power trip, uh, territorial uh, grab, Well,
4: in my mind, yeah. not lot
9: like the Native Americans in this country.
4: I mean, if there is a God, I think uh, he or she or it wants us to share this land and take care of each other. And, you know, I've I've talked to people who don't believe the concept of owning land is even Jewish. But the different the deal is there is two different indigenous peoples who lay claim to this land. And. I just believe in my heart that if God wanted one of them dead, uh, if God wanted anybody dead, he'd smite them himself. Since God doesn't appear to be smiting, it appears the Creator wants us to get along somehow.
9: Yeah, I agree with that, too. But I also think that they all lay claim to it, but it's also um, interesting at the complete imbalance of artillery.
4: Yeah, of course. I mean,
9: except for these Hamas asshole, evil, inhumane devils, Uh, the Palestinian people are innocent, and their puppets are being uh, controlled by the Hamas guys.
4: Yeah, and again, again, there is no military solution to this unholy conflict, just like there is no military solution to terrorism. Terrorism ends when uh, young Middle Eastern men don't want to kill Americans anymore, and blowing them up and blowing up their families will not convince anyone they've been wrong about all this.
9: No, they'll just keep doing it now as the rebrands for uh, what what the Israelis are getting ready to do. Uh, but I, also yeah. I think that making these goddamn uh, settlements, they call them settlements, really cities apparently, um, yeah. in, in uh, you know, shoving the Palestinians out is no... no way to go about having a peaceful neighborhood,
4: in my mind. I agree. No, and you're not going to have peace. And and thank God for all the Israelis who've come forward and said this. Former government officials, former military officials who've said this is just going to create more disaster by having this kind of apartheid system that I don't mind using that term either. And I do not support Hamas. I have hated Hamas for over 20 years. Their tactics fail. Terrorism does not work. And oppressing a minority in your midst does not work. Jews deserve more safety. Jews deserve in Israel to live in peace. And so do Palestinians and Palestinians to deserve their own homeland with control of their own borders. It's not that complicated. And I don't mind my country being there to make sure both sides own up to their side of the deal. I thank you yeah. so much for the call. Yeah. I, I got to yeah. move on, Brian. There's a million people yeah. on hold, but I'm, I'm very grateful to you. Thank you. Tim in Chicago, we got you back. I don't know what happened. I'll don't. i I'll blame myself for it, but welcome.
8: <laughs> no worries, sir. Um, I, would, I would recommend to your listeners to tune in to uh, Breaking Points on YouTube. Are you familiar with them? Yeah. Yeah, they have been doing great coverage, uh, very well-balanced, and just bringing that whole ballistic uh, viewpoint of what the situation is because, unfortunately, as you know, the corporate media and and Republicans, obviously, they, they try to present this like everything's happening in a vacuum. But, you know, they bring all the context in. And so I would I yeah. recommend to your viewers who are trying to make sense of this.
4: Crystal Ball has done this show a bunch of times in the past, too.
8: Oh, great. Great. Yeah. No, yeah. I, but they, they are doing fantastic work. Um, anyway, uh, I was uh, going to uh, talk about uh, speaking of YouTube uh, broadcasters,
4: if you've heard about Shank Uyghur's, uh declaration to run for president. I sure have. Yeah. Chris and I were just talking about it earlier tonight. What are yours? Cenk's, Cenk's also a friend. I've known Cenk for, yeah. Lord, probably over 15 years, maybe longer. We both worked at Current TV together. I have uh, been a guest on The Young Turks. I have I have guest-hosted shows for The Young Turks in the past. I don't really understand it. I don't know much about it yet. I don't understand how Cenk, uh, who I like... I don't understand how he can be eligible Since he was not born in this country He's a naturalized citizen Which I respect deeply But the Constitution being what it is I, I don't fully see how he can He can run But he can't be sworn in So... He's running in the Democratic yeah. field. So is Marianne Williamson. I I don't yeah. think either one of them is going to do any significant damage to Joe Biden. But uh, right. it's going to be interesting seeing how it all plays out. I'm I'm still trying to wrap my head around it because I haven't talked to Jen I haven't seen him in since before the pandemic. I don't think I no I haven't. But uh, I might I might I might call him next week when I'm out there and try to go on the Young Turks and and maybe I'll book him on here to talk about it sometime because you know It'll he's great,
8: uh here, he's a lovely yeah, guy but. My yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, No. I, mean, he, I know his heart's in the right place, but here's my conniption with the whole thing is that. Please. Uh, well, one thing I've come to appreciate over the past three or four or five years is that there is such a wonderful network of progressive, really smart broadcasters that just are so spot on with the issues. You know, I think I told you a long time ago that I, I started listening to you on a regular basis so I heard you on Michael Cohn, his podcast, and I started listening to uh, Bob Seska because I heard him on your podcast. I yeah. listen to Mary Trump because I heard uh, her on Bob Fisco's podcast. Right on. And then you know, you switch over to the YouTube uh, sphere, and then there's you know, as I said, uh, there's Young Turks, there's Breaking Points, and secular talking. Mean, so there's this wonderful network of uh, you know progressive broadcasters that have such great trenchant messages that everyone needs to hear. But I feel like at a certain point, you know, it's just like we're we're yelling into the abyss. Like it's just I it's don't not think so. Much. Well, I don't think so. Here's the problem. We got think, you. We feel like we're we got talking, you. Well, don't you feel like well, yeah, you're my only, you're my only uh, in, inside uh, track to this uh, whole uh, community. I'm just a schmuck in Chicago, but um, you know, it's, <laughs> my issue is, is like I feel like it's we're trying to get uh, you know a oil tankers worth of very crucial information across an ocean in ten thousand canoes. Yeah. So I mean, we're not really we're we're, we're doing good just by a piecemeal. I feel like if there was some kind of way we could unite all the voices, and here's my you know, cockamamie theory is that
4: if we can Please, get, please, tell you know, me your Avengers Endgame theory on this.
8: Yeah, here's... Yeah, exactly. So here's the way I feel it has to go. Either there needs to be a formation of either a competing cable news network, uh, which uh, would be very... A C.P.L. to climb or more yeah importantly, you mean a,
4: you mean you mean an actual liberal cable news network, not a pro-democratic party channel that calls itself liberal yeah boy maybe maybe a former vice president who won a Nobel Prize could put together something like that someday
9: that or <laughs> here's
8: my theory. I think the person that could raise that banner that people would rally under and would have this way to do that is John Stewart. And whatever you think yeah. of him, you know, he it's hard to argue that he's not the closest thing we have to Walter Cronkite in terms of credibility in the in the media sphere. I'm not saying mm-hmm. they're the same, but I'm saying he's the closest. And yeah. I think he would have the sway and in the insight to go into certain uh, networks, get to certain meetings and say, hey, we want to form this network. And failing that, we should make there should be a, you know, a, uh, a media or a, uh, a promotional company you. that would just tell, tell the DNC. Step aside, you guys have lost the most beatable candidates, not once, but twice. George W. Bush the first time, then the second time, and then I
4: Donald hear
8: Trump. You, I get you it. guys are done. Sit down. Here's the problem. Head. Here's the problem. Um, yeah, you, right. know, you
4: know why yeah. it's been so hard for progressive radio to really build up a, a, a sizable presence in terrestrial radio, even though most people agree with progressive views? It's because the, the corporations that yeah. fund terrestrial radio don 't right. want to put on a show where they hear a host talking about how those corporations should pay more taxes you're not going to yeah. find a lot of big money people who are willing to put you know liberals on the air so liberals can demand that the people who hired them pay higher taxes That is well, why the so system is rigged and it's you've got to do a show that's a comedy United show like, that's
8: I, yeah, right but that's the, the, United United worked, the, the daily that's show worked the daily show worked because it was a, a comedy the, yeah, no, but that's why you got take a page out of the uh, unions I mean the unions work because they are, are are many and they have a larger voice together not just all these different you know uh uh outlets you know chirping away because they only reach their, their bandwidth is and their their reach is only so much so if you yeah. pull everyone together because here's what i'd really appreciate is that there isn't really that much discord among the bull moose progressive left it's all united everyone has your yeah. little you know tweaks around the edges but Everyone largely agrees on the same issue.
4: Let me me tell you, I I agree, but let me tell you what I think before we hit the break. I think if you do a channel or even a show that covers the issues and is, you know, well, my show is called Fair and Biased. I've done a show at Politicon called Fair and Biased a few times. But if you do a show that is fair and biased, but make it entertaining, make it entertaining. That's how you bring the audience. And The Daily Show Mm -hmm. knew that making people laugh educates them and comedy can be a delivery system for truth so i think you could have all kinds of progressive programming on tv but just make it fun to watch and watchable and you feel good not lectured at and i think it's very easy to do that they just got to take a chance on entertainers a little bit rather than journalists i i i, well, I, I know it can happen i know little, it can mark, work mark
8: twain yeah mark twain knew that and so did uh, vladimir Zelensky. he was a comedian and look what he's doing
4: You got it, man. Thank you so much for the call. I really appreciate it. Call us more often. we got to take a quick one. 866-997-GRIT. We'll be right back on progress. We are at 866-997-4748, 866-997-GRIT. Some of y'all have been lovely waiting on hold very patiently for such a long time. Let's get to everybody. Tom in New York, thank you so much for waiting. You're on SiriusXM. Good evening.
2: Hey, John. How you doing?
4: Great. How are you? Not too bad.
2: You know, uh, we, we just had this whole bullshit debate about decorum in the Senate you know, just right? a few weeks ago because God forbid someone wear a hoodie in the Howard Hall where they voted to pass the Fugitive Slave Act.
4: Exactly. And God now, forbid where they voted to throw out your democracy the night of uh, January 6th that someone wears a hoodie.
2: Yeah. And now we might end up having Jim Jordan potentially being speaker. A yep. man who refuses to to wear when he's chairing committees, you know, the the big red nose and the big floppy shoes and the makeup that are the uniform of what he is. And yeah. it's, this is the party that I'm expected to believe believes in decorum. I just...
4: I find it a they don't, they don't believe in decorum. Listen, it's, this is their playbook. I, I'll, I'll say it every day for the rest of my life. If they had policies that they wanted to enact that would help non-millionaires, it's all they would ever talk about. But they don't. Yep. They have no policies to help non-millionaires. So it's going to be Hunter Biden. It's going to be transgender children playing sports. And it's going to be Fetterman wearing his hoodie in the Senate. I mean, that's it. All they can do is peddle outrage to bored white people watching Fox News. That's it. Yep. Yeah. And so, you know what? Jim Jordan is in many ways the perfect speaker to represent this party because he does nothing to help non-millionaires. He has no legislative agenda. He is a moral cad with no way of making the world better for anybody. But he'll tell you who to be pissed off at. And that seems to be enough.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he's, uh, and he does, he does it obnoxiously as obnoxiously yeah. as possible.
4: I mean, I don't know that I, I don't think he's going to get it, to tell you the truth. I think he has a lot of loyalists, but they didn't turn out in big enough numbers last time. And I honestly, you know, it, it, the, the irony with Steve Scalise is that calling himself David Duke without the baggage was his baggage. But the accusations, again, Jim Jordan are not going away. And there's a lot of Democrats out there, I think, who would love to see Jim Jordan become the speaker. And suddenly what he was doing in the University of Ohio locker rooms Will become front page news for the next year and a half.
2: Yeah, but yeah, I, I, apparently th- their their rule is somebody has to get 217 votes in their yeah. caucus meeting right. before they're going to go to the floor, and no one, none of none of them can do that. Yeah, uh, I think actually McCarthy has the best chance of being able to do it. Uh, on ironically enough,
4: uh, no, it's but, not ironic uh, at all. I think it could be McCarthy, or it could be if the Democrats decide to just stop this nonsense, find a moderate republican maybe even a moderate republican from a district that Biden won who is committed to keeping our government open and not shutting it down and what is it 38 days now and then all you need is like what 10 10 republicans to cross over and vote with the democrats put in place a responsible boring moderate republican and who is committed to doing the people's work with democrats <laughs> <That's> <laughs> which can that's get you pri that's which that's can that's get you primaried but a but a, a representative from a Biden district could do it
2: Yeah, I mean, it seems that five ambitious Republicans in Biden districts who aren't getting reelected anyway could probably, you know, have enough leverage to say, hey, make us give us, you know, the speakership and four plum committee chairs. Yeah, Democrats, you guys can control the rest.
4: I mean, it seems like the perfect time for smart dealmakers to make smart deals. Uh, You know, Democrats will get a lot of a a lot of mileage out of these Republicans just being at war with each other. They are proving that they just don't know how to govern. But again, we 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 got to get a speaker of the House. It's got to happen. We'll yep. see.
0: Anyway. All right.
4: Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. We're at 866 997 4748. 866 997 GRIT, Lawrence and Alabama. Thank you so much for waiting on hold. You're on SiriusXM.
0: Hi, John. I have uh, a point and uh, a comment. Uh, the first comment is about uh, Netanyahu and Trump. When I. First heard about this Israeli uh, Conflict The very first thing that came to my mind Is that he's doing it to help Trump Really? That was the absolute first thing That came to my mind
4: Okay I mean, Netanyahu's made a point of praising Joe Biden all week, which is why Donald Trump is now insulting Netanyahu. But I I see where you're going with this, because obviously, yeah, Trump is good for Hamas. Trump is good for Russia. Trump's good for Iran. He's good for Saudi Arabia. He's good for, you know, all these authoritarians.
0: Yeah. And the, the second thing is I want you to stop me if I'm wrong. Okay. Okay. The Israelis have cut off food and water to the people of Palestine because of the actions of Hezbollah, correct?
4: The, because of the actions of, of Hamas.
0: Hamas, I'm sorry. Of Hamas. Hezbollah's north. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. And Not at all. As far as I watch the news, as I know right now, they're clearing the way for an uh, a all-out ground assault in Palestine. Yes, And the goal is a scorched earth type kill everybody and make them all pay type of attitude once it gets started.
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: And we're talking about how many people here, uh, Palestinians? Two million?
4: Yeah, half of them kids.
0: Where, I mean, then the Israelis are carrying out a Holocaust of their own.
4: I'd be cautious about using a word like that. I don't think that's really the word we want to use, but it's a potential human rights catastrophe, and there is no way they can do a ground incursion without massive massive loss of innocent civilian life. They are going to radicalize so many people against them. And this is what Hamas wants. Hamas wants an entire regional war. They want to get Iran and Saudi Arabia and other nations involved, and they want to have a bunch of countries come and, and make this violence expand. And Israel seems to be very willing to give them exactly what they want, just like George W. Bush gave Osama bin Laden exactly what he wanted.
0: Isn't that what happened to the Jewish people in Germany?
4: It's, it's different. I mean, it's very different. I, 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 I get I mean, what you're saying.
0: I know the dynamics is different and that type of thing, but it was a massive, intentional murder <laughs> type of loss of life. Right, but that was that was,
4: just, that was systemic. But they were going for systemic extermination of an entire uh, of an entire people, and that is yeah, as evil as evil, as evil as Netanyahu is. He's he's not on a policy level.
0: He, how many Palestinians do you think they want to keep alive?
4: Oh, I don't think they care at all.
0: So they would kill them all, correct? Isn't that well, extermination?
4: I mean, there are some that would kill them all, but I don't think that's the policy. And I don't think that's what they're trying to do. But I don't think they care how many they do kill. I mean, some Israelis do, of course. Some Israelis are wise enough to know how insane all this is. But in the case of Netanyahu, I, I'm not comfortable comparing it to what Hitler did, because it's, they're not trying to load Palestinians on trains and take them to extermination camps. I, know, I mean, they, it's, they're it's they're not, not at that level. On the
0: trains. I'm not saying that they load them on trains is incidental to the loss of life. The, loss, the right. point is the loss of life and the intentional murder. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Men, women, children, starvation. Uh, uh, they're cutting off the water. They're cutting off the, uh,
4: the food. Yeah. Oh and yeah. Oh yeah.
0: dehydration. They're intentionally carrying out an atrocity.
4: Yes, and there are Jews that are comfortable with that, and there are Christians that are comfortable with that. But they're not. They're, their policy is not mass extermination. Their policy is vengeance, crush Hamas, and they don't care how many innocent men, women, and children have to die for that to happen. I mean, it's so going to be ugly no matter what. But it's. I, I'm just. I, I think you'll have problems in your life if you go calling this a Holocaust, because I do think it trivializes the systemic extermination of an entire people uh, that a whole nation was in. On
0: they're doing the
4: same thing again i i understand where you're coming from i would disagree with the use of language i think you'll run into some problems in life if you go saying that but i get i get what you mean i just don't think it can be compared to what the nazis did because the nazis had an incredible system stretching across many countries of literally just moving people to death camps moving people to forced labor camps that's not happening this is a revenge. This is going out there, and um I, I wouldn't even compare it to the ethnic cleansing that happened in America to the Indians. this is just this is just beating up a minority within your midst, and it's the most persecuted minority in the history of the earth, and now they have a persecuted minority in their midst, and it's just a recipe for so much more bloodshed and tragedy, and it's not going to make Israel safe at all
0: okay
4: right on well, man. thanks so- I. I appreciate you. Thank you. Right. We're at eight six six nine nine seven forty seven forty eight eight six six nine nine seven Lawrence, Alabama. Always good. Always good uh, calls. Let me go to Bruce in California. Yes. Hi. Oh, hey everybody. It's our producer Chris Household. Well, I was just thinking about hearing you talk
9: about things with Lawrence, and I was like, if there is a parallel, I mean, if we need to draw a direct history, you know, um, it seems like similar. It could be something similar to the Tulsa race
4: ro- race massacre. You know where you've just got this kind of yeah. You're uh, right. Fair, gr- fair group of people invading. Um, um, you know this. You're right. That's actually a great comparison. Let's go to this tiny community and beat the living shit out of them and slaughter them because we can and we hate them. Except, Chris, that wasn't done out of revenge. That was just done out of pure evil and re- white supremacy. I mean, yeah. this has a revenge factor to it that makes it a lot more complicated. After a little Tulsa race massacre of their own on Saturday. You're exactly right. But again, it, I, I can't compare it to the Tulsa Race Massacre because Tulsa Race Massacre was a majority massacring a minority. And we saw a minority massacring the majority. That's what terrorism usually is. We got to find something new to compare this to. Um, I mean, nine eleven. It's 9-11. That's what it is. And it's going to lead to so much preventable bloodshed. And again, I'm I, I keep fearing that Israel is going to make the same mistake Bush made and all the goodwill people have for their suffering will be turned against them if they get too bloodthirsty i'm waiting for the next gandhi to show up guys there is no violent based solution to this let me go please to uh bruce in california hi bruce welcome
10: hey how's it going
0: good how
4: are you hi there hi
10: good good i see you brought up susan Anton. I uh i shared yes. uh, was once on a, i was once on an airplane with her back in 1995
4: I met her on a golf course uh, around the same time uh, for a VH1 thing in oh. Vegas. And I, they, they made me interview Susan Anton. And I'm like, was she ever on The Muppet Show? What do I know her from? But, yeah, lovely lady.
10: Oh, yes, yes. Oh, and there was a, um, I don't know if you talked about, uh, sort of a famous uh, session banjo player, Buck Trent. Yeah. He played on uh, Dolly Parton's Jolene. I don't know if you guys again, oh, man, wow. he brought it up. He died, he died on October 9th.
4: Oh, this he week a, he just died? He was a
10: cast member on... What was that?
4: He just died this week? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God bless him. What a great he song.
10: A, yeah, he, he was a cast member on He too. That, oh, that. wow.
4: Well, we <laughs> but, won't hold that against him. That,
10: no. <laughs> I uh, I called about my uh, congressman, uh, my favorite... No, uh, Mike Garcia. I, I, ah, interesting, Hills,
4: guy. Old, uh, interesting guy. Interesting oh, guy. yeah,
10: well, he... I, my wife called me. I drive a truck, so I was, she, I was uh, out of town, and um, she called me. She said she saw our congressman being interviewed, and they asked him. This is my favorite. They asked him who he was going to vote for for speaker, and he said, "I don't know," but these two men are very honorable. Oh my god! So, uh, so I called the office and asked or I asked the uh, person in the office. So really my congressman thinks Jim Jordan and Steve Solis are, are honorable. We got the uh you got the guy who uh turned his back on wrestlers, refused to uh subpoena, uh tried to overthrow the government, and then you have the uh David Duke without the baggage. And those yep. are that's 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 the bar for honorable for you know.
4: Yeah. But you know interestingly thing about Garcia your congressman. Um congressman. Yeah. You know, I could talk yeah. about the shitty things he's done all day, but it, it, do you not live in a district that went for Joe Biden by double digits and yeah. yet has a Republican yeah, congressman? I'm in mean, one of those.
10: Yes, I mean, I don't... I'll tell you what, I think the problem... Christy Smith, nice person, but just not the right candidate. She ran twice yeah. against him, and we need to... I hope the DCCC puts money... I mean, they, they already actually are running anti... Mike Garcia ads, which is yeah, they're already starting to run those. We got to get him I, out of there. I,
4: but if I if yeah. I was the Democrats in the House, I would I would approach a guy like Mike Garcia. You know, like a guy who is in a heavily Biden district, who probably his days are numbered and say, hey, you want to get a couple of other Republicans to come along? And, and you know, not that he's a moderate by any stretch of the imagination, but no. that's the kind of guy that they could say, what if you tried to be speaker? Unremarkable as you are, um, because it is very much in his interest to work with Democrats to try to save his job. Republicans are going to save him.
10: Exactly. The only problem is he's a he's a real Trumpster. I mean, a real I
4: know, gangster. I know. But he also he also, you know, really attacked them. He he, he called it uh, getting rid of Kevin McCarthy. He said it was like kids running with scissors, you know. Um, but, yeah, he's also right. a liar and a MAGA and awful in so many ways. I just you know, he's one of the guys that you actually have a shot of getting the move because he's, you know, one of the five magical ones in a heavily pro-Biden district, which means he's yeah, I, he's workable I, with. I, don't I, know. Yeah, I hope he's so. kind of a silly I mean, guy.
10: Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, I don't understand how he could be a Trumpster. He's, he's ex-military. I, I mean, I just...
4: I mean, but we know he, so many military guys who go for yeah, that authoritarian that, bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. And then
10: I, I i did call today. Uh, I did call back today and told the, uh, the girl in the office that uh, maybe you could relay this to the congressman that Donald Trump is praising terrorists. And... Uh, putting down the uh, Israeli government. She Googled it and said she will. You yeah. know, I don't know. If, I mean, that's
4: not... I don't know if that's They won't care. Me. I mean, they literally won't care. Yeah. Donald Trump was <laughs> praising terrorists and attacking the Israeli government, and his supporters won't care. It's a cult. And I have enough oh, I experience know. with cults to know that they are, generally speaking, <laughs> beyond reason.
10: Oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I have a brother-in-law who... Uh,
4: Ooh, Don't we all.
10: I'm surprised he hasn't died from excessive orange kool aid consumption <laughs> he, hes he's an, he's always been kind of weird but he has just gone off the deep end yep
4: yeah. I'm so sorry I'm
10: your sister's husband my, your sister's husband yeah no no, no this is my uh, my your wife's brother wife's? okay yeah, and, uh, and the other siblings they just we can't talk to him anymore he just yeah. he's really and, and it's it's really sad. Like I said, he's always been kind of weird, but.
4: Right, but just, it's amazing how people found community in a really awful way with this guy. Exactly. Well, exactly. Good luck. Let me know how that turns out, by the way. It's going to be an interesting couple of years for people with families like yours. we got to take a quick break. When we come back, your calls, we are at 866 997 4748, and we'll be right back. Let's go to the phones, Mitch in Kent State. Thank you so much for your patience on hold. You're on SiriusXM.
5: Thank you, John. Uh, the Great Isaac Brothers. Uh, they also, um, for my real quick, um, Proker Harem. Uh, great Proco Harem. By the way, never, not in deck, not in the Hall of Fame, not in the Rocker Hall of Fame. Yeah. which is hard to believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, my God, you know.
4: No, uh, we had Gary Brooker on the show, and I screened about that to him.
5: Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a song they wrote called um, "Strong as Samson." and uh it's uh deals with uh, the the never ending conflicts uh you know especially uh religious wars you know yeah. that have been going on since the beginning of the time mm-hmm. and uh just over the years and you know the the back and forth and uh it, it's just uh you know it 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 just uh, it's just unexplainable you know how men of god you know or so called men of god can't come to realization and and have a common uh, understanding and, uh, and, uh, and humanity towards each other
4: but is that you know, not the history of organized religion I don't mean individual faith and I don't mean your connection with the great mystery and the Creator whatever you want to call it but I mean that's the history of organized religion it's why organized religion is an atheism factory you know and again media plays into this it's my favorite topic we don't show All of the Christians and Jews and Muslims who are totally groovy and chill and liberal or moderate and get along with each other just fine right now because no one wants to see people getting along. We need to see violence. And so in addition to the most violent, awful religious people causing the most damage, having the most sway over the weak minded, they also get the most press. Mm.
5: Uh, John, say at the campus, uh, my wife works near, uh, uh, we have this thing called the, The Rock, in front mm-hmm. of the campus, and uh, every day someone paints something on the rock, whatever the thing of the day is, and to the, the Palestinian group painted the flag there on the rock yeah. today in front of the campus. And really? uh, the, 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 the Palestinian group doesn't really have a home base at the university as far as something we can call the own. Real- now the, the, the Jewish kids do have a, uh, a hall there where they gather. As a matter of fact, they you're saying
4: a the Palestinian there. student group is displaced and stateless. Is that what you're saying?
5: Well, no, I'm not. I'm just saying that compared <laughs> to the Israeli, uh, uh, you know, no, th- I get The, it. the kids from, from Israel, they have their own building, they have their own uh, organization, They're a little more yeah. organized, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Whereas yeah. the Palestinian kids, you know, are kind of a scattered group, but they gathered, you know, and in, in, uh, kind of a counter protest, you know, uh, to uh, with Israel with the kids from. Uh, the Jewish kids had yesterday, mm. but uh, you know, I and they, the point was they're trying to understand that Hamas is not. We're not all Hamas. And we're not all yeah. of the same. Uh, exactly. We don't. We're not all cut from the same cloth. It was what exactly. Yes, Thank you.
4: The, I, I, I've the, had this conversation. Yep. I, I've, I've talked to Republicans who've said like, oh, uh, th- this is all, all Palestinians are like this. I'm like, no, they're not. And they oh, say, well, they no. they they elected Hamas. And I'm like, OK, uh, does Joe Biden speak for you? Does right. the leader of your society speak for you? Then don't presume it's the same way with the Palestinian people.
5: Right, right, and I think that's the point they're trying to get across. That you know, can you you know condemn all the violence, but but the, the thing is that we're, you know, we're page two. We're page two in this. You know, as far as where's their voice, as far as what's going on over there, and and where's the uh, where's the press there for the atrocities going on there, and of course that's now it. they're going through their own hell now. You know, with the uh, with the with the offensive now in in in, in Gaza but uh you know it's just it just john just just tears you apart i mean this you know that uh centuries of this just uh you know and you know everyone who lay at the wayside you know just uh you know just it's just uh you know the humanity just uh you know don't masters of war my god this you know masters of war and and you know the things that through, through time, royal trying to get some sort of, uh, you know, an understanding of each other, just a simple, you know, a simple, you know, uh, you know, to, what what's it take? What's it? What's it really take? By well, you know, I'm I don't know everything, John. I just try to. Chime in and give my two cents. I just, it's just God bless you, that, Mitch.
4: Uh, I know, and, and, I know. Well,
5: well, here on you know here on the campus, we can we, we we get a little taste of it here because we have so many different communities here, and so you know we, they uh, they are telling their side of the story. So we get to, you know we get to see a little bit of this you know going on here. But uh, just you know, just hopefully that things you know are are peaceful here. And uh, so far, it's just been you know everyone's speaking their voice and ever ever have a right to to speak their voice and and and, and be heard but uh yeah. god, god help it more that's all I'm,
4: say. I'm with you man i'm with yeah. you and you're someone from kent state i mean you've, you've you've grown up in a town where you understand how violence does not need to be the option and there is no military solution to this destructive conflict there is no violent solution to this destructive conflict the problem is the leadership on both sides yeah. Needs the violence to stay in power. Hamas helps Netanyahu. Netanyahu helps Hamas. Mm,
5: mm. You know, it, it, if I'm going refer again, you know, the, Bob Dylan's With God on Our Side. I mean... Yeah, it's it a great song. He kind of says it all. It really does, John. With on God on
4: God Our, on our side. side is the most political song he's ever written and explains everything. Yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah. it really does, really does.
4: And when uh, you believe God's on your side, when you believe... This is what fundamentalists do. If you believe that you... Speak for God that you are in the right fan club of all the thousands of sects that have popped up for different religions, but you believe that the one you were born into just so happens to be the one true... And that's what I was raised in. This is what we talk... We we, we believe in one, one holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. They make us say right. that every day when we go to church. But if right. you believe that, then you will never compromise. You will never negotiate. You will never forgive. You'll never take other religions seriously. You're not going to negotiate school curriculum or, or who gets to get married to who they love. You right. speak for God. You are guaranteed, no matter how how shitty a person you are to go behind god's velvet rope when you shuffle off this mortal coil and those people always are the ones who justify cruelty to women justify cruelty to lgbt people and justify violence because it's their side doing it they are the atheist factory
5: Mm-hmm. Thank you, John. John, i to make a confession, real quick, if I may. John, John, you may, my child. Uh, I, I, yeah, thank you. But you know, I grew, I grew up strict Catholic, pretty much my whole life. You know, and uh, we all we go to church, things like that. We uh, do the minimum anyway. But anyway, like John, I'm not going to mass anymore. I, uh, I just, uh, it, you know, it, it just, uh, I, I, I cannot take the hypocrisy. The frickle hypocrisy. That's what it is, John, to me. You know, we, we were fed in catechism and and, and, and you know, and in school and in Catholic high school I went to this, this belief that, uh, you know, we're doing it the right way. We're doing it the way we're, uh, that God told us to do it. And, you know, everyone else is secondary. Everyone else uh, doesn't see the light. We only we see the light. We have to bring them to us. And, John, yeah. you know, I know there's good intentions, in the, uh, you know, even the new pope. I mean, there's some uh, highlights of his, his uh, the, his speeches and things like that. That well, he has a he has a little bit of a more of I I don't know an insight of what's going on as compared to the past popes. But uh, this agree. church is just I just I just like I can't cannot connect. I just cannot connect with this church anymore. And, I understand that.
4: I like Francis compared to the ones who came before. I think Francis yeah. has done more than anyone else in my lifetime in yeah. terms of bringing the church into uh, at least the 20th century. <laughs> He's done more to dispel with his homophobia. He's done more to dispel with his treatment of women who have abortions. I mean, uh, he has come a very long way, but, you know, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know if it's going so to be enough. This go. church. So long listen this church is going to need women and gay people more than women and gay exactly. people need this church
5: exactly and married and married priests
4: yeah married you know, i mean it's, please uh, it's ridiculous the yeah, first pope was married all the priests yeah. and popes could marry for over a thousand years and it wasn't until 1139 ad pope innocent ii made celibacy the law not because jesus was a bachelor but because the church was greedy and didn't want priests leaving land and wealth to their kids it was all yeah, it, da vinci code stuff
5: yeah, and Hello, Martin Luther. I mean, because uh, yeah. let's face it—that's uh, that, that, that was one of the reasons uh, for the split. And uh, but uh, like I say, I just uh, I gotta, I'm going to take a pause. Let's put it that way. I'm just going to take a pause and just kind of you know play my Dylan and uh, Dire Straits here at home. And then good for you. Good uh, for you. Listen know, to it, those it, new
4: Rolling Stone songs. Listen to those two new Rolling Stone songs from their new uh, album. They're great.
5: For sure, John. But John, I, I gotta say, I, I uh, really you, know, quick. Uh, you you have you you've really uh, since I've been listening to you. I mean, even before back in the MTV days, John, you just I just can't explain. But the what what you've done, you've really made me look inside myself and and, and taught me uh, you know uh, how to be a better person. And I really oh no, try, no, John, no and, and no, no 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 no. I, I guess, John, <laughs> I just uh, I, just your. Your, your kindness your manny your understanding you're one of a no. kind john and i just i just want to thank you again because you know <laughs> thank
4: you're, you you're, i i am mitch it's all just part of my job being a a a charming sociopath that's it that's all just part <laughs> of the job description okay i <laughs> well, i I'm, I'm i'm not a good person but i've known enough good oh, people that i get really pissed yeah. off when bad ones pretend to be so thank you so <laughs> well, much well, thank
5: Thank you for passing along. Really, Have
4: thank a great you one, man. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> we are at eight six. Good night, Mitch. Eight six six nine nine seven forty seven forty eight is our number. Eight six six nine nine seven. Grit, Rachel in L A. Thank you so much for waiting. How are you?
11: Hey there. I'm. I, I don't know. <laughs> you can. You can help me be a better person too. Um, John, <laughs> You're a good person already. <laughs> okay, listen. I very closely listened last night to your thing with Rula Jabril who I'm a big yeah. fan of, and everything. She's great. And not to be superficial, but she's very gorgeous too. For, for
4: she's right extremely beautiful. Yes, people. Yeah, this yeah. is why we need to have this <laughs> um, radio show on TV. I know. What, Chris? Hang on. What I'm Chris is sorry. leaning in on this? What, Chris? Oh, sorry,
9: I, 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 I didn't realize. It's just surprised to me. I'm just hearing this for the first time. I hadn't
4: noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, it was always so yeah, funny whenever Rula it. would come when we were in the daytime and Rula would come sit in studio just watching Frank just like, I mean, <laughs> bask. I mean, she and she's dated some she, she's dated some very famous, interesting people in the course of her life as well. But she's she's someone who is as uh, as as Google great. Uh, she's as great an intellect as she is a beauty. And, and she's a, a very, very brave person with a lot of compassion. I thought she spoke with incredible yeah. compassion for Israel and Palestine.
11: Well, and logic. I mean I like I like what she was I mean, I felt schooled by what she was saying about Netanyahu and how he's manipulating the Hamas and how he meets them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I knew this was BB's fault, really. I mean you can't say one I- I'm not
4: person. comfortable not saying that, that. I don't think we want to, I don't think we wanna say that it's his fault, you know what I mean? I, I well, think, I think fault, is but we, there's Paula. Poly- yeah. listen, he could have he could have been a mensch. And and cared about the Palestinian people as much as Rabin right. did, as much as Sharon did, and prevented this if he treated mm-hmm. them like human beings over the past 20 years. But he didn't want to do that. He wanted Hamas because Hamas's violence made his job safer. And so, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not comfortable saying he blamed it. I am very comfortable blaming terrorists for what terrorists do. Oh. But I, I will tell you that he enabled it. He He, he did mm-hmm. not prevent it, and he could have. And... That's why Israel deserves someone better. Palestine deserves someone better than Hamas. Both societies deserve leaders who will work to find nonviolent resolutions to these conflicts so that they can have a decent society. I mean, Palestine's best day should be ahead of it. Mm-hmm.
11: Um, well, this is the thing is that before I watched that, I was really getting furious sometimes when I'm watching people on TV who are will not say like, I can. I wrote it down. This woman, Diana Butu, and this other woman today, Nora Eskerat, or Eskerat, uh, mm-hmm. who just come from. They don't acknowledge the depravity of what happened. They won't. They won't say uh, this was. Uh, this shouldn't have had. You know, um, about the, the slaughter of that right. the, the Israel yep. was attacked. I'm yeah, and really I get exactly. it. Listen, I,
4: I I get people who are I get people who hate the, the government of Israel because of the treatment of Palestine. I totally right. get it. It does never make this kind of right. slaughter justifiable. And believing that your violence is okay because other country, other people committed violence against you. I mean, right. come on, this is what all the stop calling yourself Jews and Muslims and Christians if you're going to believe this way. Because every great religion preaches against this nonsense.
11: Right. And but there's a lot of people out there, like, for instance, the, the head of the J.D.L. has been on a lot. And he was I didn't see anything about it today, but he was saying yesterday about how today or maybe it's Friday. There's going to be all of these demonstrations at college campuses.
4: Yeah. Um, yeah. Like,
11: <laughs> Palestine, like so the thing for this is the other thing is that Palestinians, of course, Palestinians and Israelis aren't the people that are the terrorists, they're at the be, you know, they're just sitting there being victims of the terrorists. But I have been hearing, like, for instance, two different people I heard today, Andrew Mitchell or whoever it was, uh, talking to Palestinians who are stuck in Gaza and, you know, horrible. But yeah. they would not say to like when people say, oh, the Palestinians don't agree with Hamas. But some of them freaking do.
4: Of course, some of them do sure and
11: like what you just said about that their are you know the other violence justifies this violence and it's not true and it's it's a problem and then exactly the thing with, you know and, and again um, and again they don't
4: believe in it none of them believe in their own faiths if if Allah mm-hmm. or Jehovah or or God wanted someone dead he'd smite them himself people keep thinking it's my job to pick mm-hmm. up the slack for the people God obviously wants dead but hasn't gotten around the killing no if God wants them dead he'll kill them himself doesn't need your help
11: I mean these you know, like I went on someone's Instagram and I said something about something. And then some kid from like you know Arabia or something said to me, "Oh, you're just believing propaganda. That's not true that they did these to these babies. I'm like, I just saw this on TV. Do you want me to message you the pictures? Right, He's so. like, "No, I have to see the actual thing being killed. The other, you are still like we're just I mean, there's just so much propaganda. I
4: people don't want right. to see the
11: truth like.
4: You're right. Um, and Rachel. then in
11: parallel, I know what I was going to say was that the, the, the thing with we, you know, having no speaker to, about BB having it being his fault, what I mean is uh, what you, a little bit what you were saying about this thing with the settlement, how they keep going in and, and, and t- taking more stuff yeah. that isn't there, more yeah. space that isn't there, yeah. and pushing people out. And then the BB got his, on his own ego thing about getting his judicial, if he had had his. Correct. Not been doing that, and they had their mind on the ball. This might have been avoided, and then the same with here with us with the goddamn Steve police. They can't go And I like what David Roscoff just said about the. I feel like that's the only solution. But how do they do that? About getting five Democrats. Like, are they? Did they have to wait till the Republicans put it on the floor? So then the Democrats. No, it's going to. It's going to take. It's,
4: it's going to take people on both sides who are tired of those who profit from chaos and the people who use chaos to climb a ladder. They're really easy to spot in our society and in others as well. Rachel, we got to hit a break, but it's so good to hear from you. Thank you so much for calling us.
11: Good night.